TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. What's driving the conversation in California today? Every weekday at this time, we explore a topic that's making news in our state. This is the State of California. Good afternoon. This is the State of California. Doug Sovereign is off today. For half a decade, Politico reporter Jeremy White has covered all things politics for the California playbook. From reporting on the challenges the COVID-19 pandemic brought to uh, California to covering two major recalls and everything in between, the California playbook has offered readers an essential source of political knowledge. And for more on this, we are joined live today on the KCBS Ring Central Newsline by Jeremy B. White, California politics reporter at Politico. I'm not going to say former um, and co-writer for the California Playbook because you actually penned the last issue that you're going to be part of today. It's still going to go on, but just you're taking on a new role. And we really appreciate your work over the years. And thanks for joining us. It's so kind of you guys. I'm happy to be here. So first of all, five years is a long time at one uh, with one beat, basically. Can you explain your journal, journey to us? What's it been like with the newsletter? You know, the newsletter is a hungry beast. We um, try each weekday to make it as comprehensive as possible, and that requires paying attention to a lot of different topics in, in a very big state with a often very busy and complex political climate. But um, it was always interesting, um, no matter what. And, uh, you know, I've been on the California politics beat for almost a decade now, and I haven't gotten bored of it yet. And uh California Playbook is a, a perfect outlet for that. So what stands out to you? I mean, if you talked about the big stories, I'm looking at uh, the recalls of Gavin Newsom and Chase Boudin and PG&E bankruptcy and the wildfires and the pandemic. I mean, where, where do you start? My goodness, it is hard to pick one particular topic because, as you noted, um, and as I wrote this morning, so much has happened uh, since I, I came on board in 2018. It's, it's, um, I've been thinking about it this week, and things will occur to me that I've totally forgotten about. Um, but, you know, I think that it's, it's reflecting on it has been a good reminder of how dynamic that environment is and just how much has changed in terms of the uh, people who have come into California politics, the people who have cycled out since I began, even as some figures have, have remained. Um, I think we are at a time uh, of uh, a lot of change in California politics with an older generation of lawmakers on their way out and, and a younger generation rising. Um, and that has been a development that we've been covering and I think are going to continue to. And as you point out, it's not an eight-hour job. I mean, when you're covering California politics, it's constantly changing. There are always late-night uh, sessions at the, at the Capitol. How did you manage that? <laughs> um, making some time to go outside and go for a run when you have the opportunity to. Um, you know, as you noted, I, I, you, you're both in the news business. You know that you can't really control when the news happens, and that unpredictability can be exhausting, but um, it can be thrilling, too, and uh, that is that's just the way it functions. And I think if you're not 
at least a little um, energized by that process, then uh, you're probably in the wrong business. I'm just going to pick a topic. Let's talk about the generational shift when it comes to leadership in California. I'm interested in your thoughts on what Nancy Pelosi does next and what happens to Dianne Feinstein. Does she really end up serving out her term? Two great questions and two questions that we have been preoccupied by. Um, Nancy Pelosi, I think there's no doubt, is getting towards the end. Um, But I will tell you, I talked to a lot of smart people in, uh, you know, September of 2022, who predicted to me Democrats lose the House, Nancy Pelosi will uh, gracefully step down and there will be a special election. Well, she stepped aside as Speaker, but she is still serving in Congress. And I don't think there's many people who see any signs um, that her uh, mental acuity or competency has declined. Obviously, a different story for Dianne Feinstein, I think. Um, look, the, it, it's gotten a little sad at this point. I think there are plenty of folks who can see that um, the senator is not... Um, maybe where she once was uh, cognitively, um, but I think very few, there, there are a lot of people, um, including Diane Feinstein, who very much want her to finish that term. I don't think Gavin Newsom, the governor, has any interest in uh, appointing a replacement, which would inevitably uh, anger some of his allies. And so I think everybody, for the most part in the world of California democratic politics, is hoping that Senator Feinstein um, makes it to the end of her term. Let's focus a little bit on Gavin Newsom. He's been on the campaign trail for President Biden. What is next for the governor? I think probably running for president in 2028. Um, I mean, look, uh, you never know in politics, but governors turned out in 2026. Uh, It's fairly clear he's not going to run in 2024 unless there's sort of a a series of catastrophic events. Um, uh, But once he's out of office in 2026, well, um, there's not a whole lot else to run for in California, and uh, he has been doing a lot to bolster his national profile. He has strenuously rejected the idea that it's in service of his higher ambitions. He's made um, a, a diligent effort to be a team player and very much a, a Joe Biden guy. I think that can all be true, and you can still be uh, laying some groundwork for what comes next. So I, I don't think there's anybody um, who doubts that Gavin Newsom is a smart, ambitious guy, and he is certainly doing the types of things one would do if they were interested in um, some national office down the road. So we've been talking about Dianne Feinstein uh, serving out her term. Everyone thinks she will. There are three prominent Democrats that want to replace her. Is it Adam Schiff's race to lose, or are things that clear-cut? I don't know that I would say it's Adam Schiff's race to lose. Certainly he has a ton of money, um, he just posted a huge fundraising quarter. He has a lot of visibility. He really became sort of a, a national figure by taking on the Trump administration. But Congresswoman Katie Porter um, has a lot she brings to the table. She certainly has a lot of admirers, has some demonstrated fundraising ability. And Congresswoman Barbara Lee, you know, she can't match the other two for fundraising. And it's not clear how how much her base extends outside of the Bay Area. But she certainly has plenty of admirers in her own right. She's been a sort of progressive icon for a long time. So I don't think I would be ready to coronate any of the Democrats in this race just yet. That said, there's no doubt that Adam Schiff has demonstrated he is a strong candidate. All right. So you are not leaving Politico. You're going to be bolstering the coverage of the confluence of politics and policy as you write in today's California playbook. But I love your last line. It says, send tips, coffee date proposals, and cat pics. 
and you give her your email address, uh, jwhite at politico.com. How is Ziggy Pawdust? Because he's been a part of your coverage for years. <laughs> Ziggy's doing great. Thanks for asking. Uh, I'm amazed he hasn't meowed during this broadcast because it's getting around dinner time. But, um, you know, he has been with me for almost as long as I've been covering California politics. So um, he has been around for a lot, even if his brain hasn't really processed it. Love it. Jeremy, thank you so much for your time. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.